My name is Laura Deirda, and this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm really excited to have my guest, Tony Ambrosi, Senior Vice President and Chief Digital and Information Officer at Baptist Health, here to talk about health IT, some of the big trends happening in the industry right now, and, and really what he's preparing for over the future. So, Tony, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting. It's great to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about, but before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Uh, so I joined as the inaugural uh, Chief Digital Officer for Baptist Health South Florida um, almost two years ago, um, and uh, clearly with a big mandate in terms of uh, digital transformation and data. Um, and Baptist had started this effort uh, or focusing on this effort. And you know, I was brought part of that to help drive uh, this this forward. Um, coming from uh, Disney, the Disney Parks, uh, where I was at, uh, as VP of Technology and Data and uh, uh, Digital. And before that, I've had a number of years doing something very similar at American Express. Absolutely. And that's just so fascinating. You know, you've had uh, such success in other industries and jumping into healthcare. What really have you found since your time joining Baptist Health uh, has really been interesting for you about the healthcare industry? And, and what have you had to change a little bit um, as you're bringing in your mindset from the, some of these other industries? Sure. Um, I think uh, it's interesting that the everything that I've done before, um, those two companies and others have uh, been an intense focus on consumer and the consumer experience and the consumer digital experience, if you want. And that was one of the things that um, uh, I wanted to bring into, into healthcare, and, and that's exactly what uh, Baptist was looking for. Um, so that's, you know, clearly healthcare and Baptist in particular. They have uh, an enormous focus on um, patient care and, and, and patient safety, and there is nothing else more important when the, the patient is in the room and, and, or in the operating room. Uh, clearly, nothing else is more important. Um, but this element of uh, consumer digital experience, that was, that was something that uh, I think it's a continuation what I have been doing and so it, it makes sense. Um, I know that a lot of folks are asking me uh, why would you join healthcare and in the middle of the pandemic but I think um, there are opportunities in healthcare in that space um, and uh, I thought you know, definitely I could I could uh, help um, and and so I think it's what I'm what I would say is exciting uh, for me is to see that uh, digital and data and, and a number of other things are um, becoming uh, increasingly accepted and, and the norm and the, um, viewed as the future for, uh, for healthcare. And that's, I think it's a big change uh, compared to even the last, last few years. Um, and it's interesting that the, the consumer with the digital experiences is, we're not competing with each other in our industry. In reality, we're competing with all the other um, digital experiences that uh, the consumer or the patient has. Um, so that could be even the Amazon Prime. Um, there's that expectation of fluid uh, digital experiences. So uh, quite clearly, uh, it's a very tall order for those uh, organizations or industries that 
um, are starting somewhat late on that uh, that that path. But uh, I think we're we're building a good momentum uh, here, and then we need to figure out how to maintain it. Absolutely, that's a really great point, and thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, you mentioned this is a great moment. What are you most excited about right now? What's really happening that's cutting edge and front of mind for you? So, as I said, digital is uh, is uh, you know the acceptance of digital and, and data and automation is very important. Data um, and automation can create uh, significant benefits to provider systems and and terms of both efficiencies uh, as well as quality of care. So I think that's that's uh, uh, fundamentally uh, very important, maybe transparent to users. Hopefully it's it's a transparent in a positive way to users, but I think that's, that's so that, that's that exciting. And those two elements, I think, are very exciting. Yes, um, in addition to that, I don't know if it's, um, um, uh, you know, edge technologies or edge anything yet. I think we have a lot of catch up to do in, um, in healthcare, as I said, with everybody else uh, who's doing digital. Uh, but uh, the, f the fact that these things are happening and, and also um, increasingly uh, the use of uh, sensor data um, and that that uh, can uh, extend the care and the, the health benefits in, even in between interactions, I think those are uh, exciting things. Um, so I look at it as less say a particular thing but general trends, uh, um, macro trends that I think they're they're positive. So it's it's a good good time. Clearly, um, right now everybody in healthcare uh, has is seeing headwinds, uh, economic headwinds, unrelated to this. But the, those are, the, from my perspective, the good things. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, of course. Um, I, I know that there. Are, uh, all sorts of developments in the in the medical field that uh, I think a lot of uh, folks are uh, very excited because they improve the health and, and sometimes the survivability of of the patients. Absolutely, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, when you look at um, the as you mentioned, economic constraints that all organizations are under, and especially healthcare organizations, how do you really make sure you're focused and on the right initiatives and projects as much as you can be? Sure, at any given time, um, for for some of those precious dollars um, and technology dollars that you have to spend, because as you mentioned, digital health is so important, and digital technologies can really help drive a ton of initiatives in the healthcare space. And I, I know a lot of organizations are trying to make sure that they are utilizing them in the best way possible. Uh, that's a great question. I think you have to start with, which is what I did here, uh, start with uh, building a vision um, that is uh, crisp and clear enough, which vision is where do we want to be um, in a number of years, maybe three, maybe more, um, but in, in general, three, where exactly do we want to be? Uh, we can't be everything, we can't do everything. So where do we want to be? And then you, you know, build a, a strategy around, around that, that is how we're going to get there. And the strategy is, is as much about the things that we're not going to do, simply because of um, prioritization and uh, realistically too much change can, cannot, cannot happen without too much disruption. Um, and as much as it is about what we are going to do. Um, so when you have those two 
um, uh, they become, if you want, railings to any decision that you know uh, has to be made later. Um, it's simply as okay, somebody wants to to do a particular thing, work on a particular build of a particular thing, whatever it is. Is it aligned with the vision and the strategy? Um, it doesn't have to be rigid uh, alignment, but is it? Uh, and by the way, vision and strategy can can change. Strategy definitely change changes and morphs um, as needed as the, the realities change. But I think that's a, it's a good way to re, um, um, remind ourselves what we need to do and what's important and what's not. And, and, and as, as a focus, not just prioritization. Prioritization is one to end. Focus is really the three things, the four things uh, that, that we need to do. And that's, that's, um, that's how, in principle, um, I, I think that needs to be done. And it's not just the money. Um, it's also the, the talent. Uh, you, you know, if, even if with, with the, all the money in the world, there is limited talent um, that um, can be deployed and therefore we need to prioritize the, the most important things for, for that talent. It makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really interesting to think about how healthcare and digital health is evolving. Now, I know there have been a lot of disruptors in the healthcare space as well. I'm thinking about, you know, Amazon making a lot of big moves recently, as well as we see, you know, Google interested in the space, Walmart, all, all sorts of non-traditional entrants uh, really honing in on what they can do in healthcare, trying a lot of different things out and sunsetting some and bringing back, you know, other new initiatives based on what they've learned. And so I'd love your perspective, too, on just that space of the disruptors in general and then what aspects of healthcare are still primed for IT disruption. First of all, I, and I think I, I wrote an article somewhere, um, I think disruption in healthcare is just inevitable, uh, simply because there are so many system-wide, and I say system at the, the, the um, uh, US uh, level uh, system, there's so many dysfunctionalities in, in, uh, across so many levels. Um, and then plus, we can see those tremendous opportunities to significantly improve. Um, I think that there are still, at the nationwide, as I said, uh, there's a lot of uh, folks that do not get access to care or that the care is too expensive. Um, and, um, and so we have opportunities. And, and then, you know, frankly, there is this $4 trillion a year that we're spending in the U.S. on healthcare that will attract, continue to attract disruptors no matter, no matter what happens. Um, I think the question is, to me, the questions are um, uh, the, the change and disruption driven by whom, number one, and how will it happen or how could it happen? Uh, on the first question is whom, who would do it, who disrupt? Um, yeah, I have this interesting situation. Um, they establish players, whoever they are, um, have a uh, innovator's uh, dilemma problem, you know, the uh, Professor Clayton's um, innovator's dilemma. They are structured to meet the, to be optimized. They are optimized for the old models and old businesses and, and when good or bad and indifferent, that, that's where they've been good at if they're still around. And, and that is hard to change. Um, and, and sometimes, um, you know, change agents inside those uh, established players 
have uh, lack cultural credibility. Why should we change? We've been successful this way. We don't need to change. Those other guys are going to fail. Don't worry about it. That sort of thing. <clears throat> now, on the other hand, the new entrants into the space, especially especially the technology companies, and obviously they bring um, significant, tremendous technology and digital and data and automation competitive advantage. You know, plus they don't have to deal with the older legacy everything processes or systems or uh, what have you. Now, however, um, they themselves face big challenges just in, in, in scaling those operations in a financially viable way. So it's, it's going to be interesting what, uh, what Amazon will be able to do with, with one medical, uh, for example. Uh, but, but the problem is uh, these new disruptors, they, they compete fundamentally for the same doctors and the same nurses and the same technicians and so on and so forth. And all those folks are burned out after two crazy years of pandemic, and some of them are leaving the field, some of them are retiring, and we're not clearly not um, we can't scale enough to train new ones. It takes years, if not decades, to train a physician, right? Uh, enough to compensate for the for the losses in the field, and so. Um, great, they're opening uh, things, they're expanding things. Who are they going to staff those with? So it's interesting, but maybe there is a there is a way for those two types of players, the established players, the new entrants, somehow to figure out a way to work together. Um, and so that that would be an interesting thing. Now on the on uh, how will it happen? You know, I have my you know, my opinion is clearly uh, it could be a matter of uh, maybe regulation, uh, new legislation that will completely change the dynamic of the marketplace, uh, good or bad. Uh, but, you know, if I look at the systemic or functional or technology, I think one of the big, uh, the, the big disruption uh, moves that could, could could happen and could solve to a certain extent that scaling problem or that a medical talent problem is uh, if we move collectively to do a lot more monitoring and even care um, uh, at, you know at in in patients' homes and and all the time with the, with the uh, with the patient. You know, through a variety of uh, maybe consumer-grade uh, sensors or other type of, of devices, um, and that that will reduce the need for um, immediate uh, or in-person uh, uh, medical um, uh, staff um, as much as possible. Uh, if some of these things, some of them, can be done um, uh, remotely. Uh, and clearly, high acuity or higher acuity care is not changing. You still need to see a doctor in person, even in the day of the days of telehealth. Uh, that's still critical. But there may be other things that um, you know you don't you don't need to do that. Um, um, so I think I think that will that will open, and and who knows? Even for some treatments, um, uh, we can only imagine what the technologies could be to allow more of that. 
and um, and that will you know will add uh, will will uh, open up more care to more people at the reasonable costs, and I think that will be a, a true benefit and a solution to this into this conundrum that we are uh, right now. Uh, but the technology and the processes need must must improve. But I think it will happen because I don't see any other way. Absolutely, yeah, I I 100% agree. It's just you know finding that time and really getting to a spot where um, it, it makes sense and everything. The technology is refined and the processes are refined, and so we're able to deliver much better healthcare than we ever would have been if we hadn't embarked on these types of journeys in digital transformation. Now, I know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of things that are uh, happening right now, a lot of things in progress. Um, so when you look at healthcare, especially um, in, in digital health over the next few years, what are some of the top challenges that you're preparing for down the line? That's a good question. Um, I will start with, uh, you know, where uh, hopefully I'll, 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 I'll sound optim optimistic and then I will say that, that Challenges are there to be overcome. Um, you know, a mountain is something that either you either climb, climb or go around, not to be stopped by. Um, and the other thing is some challenges, uh, it, it could be, it, um, they could be interesting because they could lead to much better uh, futures. Um, but um, I think, you know, the, the challenges, the top challenges I would say as first is, um, um, I think it's important, as I said, for all the players in the healthcare, not just providers, but all, uh, to maintain and even expand the the momentum that I was talking about earlier along the digital and um, data and, and transformation. Uh, now, we know it works, this transformation and these tools and the capabilities we're putting uh, forward. Um, uh, so, And we're doing it. So there is, it's very important at this point to not get distracted or stop too soon um, thinking that uh, these things as maybe projects that have an end date and we can stop when things are good enough because this will continue. Um, and uh, you know, I, I was talking about those economic headwinds, but it's, it's important even despite those to keep on this um, this trajectory and, and maintain the level of investments um, because we will be better off at the other side of these difficult uh, moments, but only if we continue to to invest. And, and by the way, that's a lesson I learned uh, while both at uh, American Express and Disney through their difficult times, they kept, they had confidence in themselves and, and um, and in their future, and so they kept kept investing in the right in the right things. Um, second, I think, as I said, talent uh, is going to be a continue to be a massive uh, massive challenge, and everybody wants and needs to do digital and data uh, right now. And obviously, my first point about uh, uh, players continuing to invest uh, stays true. You know the talent war on ta for talent. Talent is is going to continue, um, and that's why it's as I said, it's important to do two things. We don't waste the talent uh, on the wrong things, but also uh, we need to uh, constantly and actively um, uh, train and grow the people we have. 
uh, and that's 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 very important. So I I think both of them are don't waste your talent. And I think the third uh, piece is uh, we need to continue to educate uh, everybody on how uh, digital and data um, needs to happen in order to be successful and effective. Because I don't think it, I, I call this the sausage making. I don't think that's very uh, clear with most, with a lot of folks. And, uh, you know, we learned, we being practitioners in, in digital and technology and, and data, we learned our lessons, hard learned uh, our lessons in the last, whatever, 15, 10, 15 years. And uh, about how we need to do things or not uh, in order to be successful. So I think, uh, you know, some of these concepts that we're bringing in uh, that we learned over time um, are somewhat foreign to healthcare, um, and we need to educate. We need to continue to push forward, but but also to continue to educate. Absolutely, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, and really appreciate your perspective there, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you.